0: Set your phases to sexy.
1: Hey,
2: you reading comic books like the way
0: you look, like the
2: Welcome to another episode of True North Nerds.
3: Yay!
2: Yay! This week we are going to take a look at a Goofy movie because there, there wasn't much new coming out when we tried to figure out what to do. So uh, I believe was it Jen who did you pick a Goofy movie?
0: Yes, I did.
2: Okay, so we're going to we're also going to talk a little bit about Hamilton because we all saw it via Disney Plus, like. Like, obviously that's the world.
0: So yeah. I guess potential spoilers if you haven't seen Hamilton
2: and you know nothing about American history yeah. <laughs> which as I found out from watching that play or that musical, I do not <laughs> like I know it's I know there's some fictionalized elements in there and some stretching some truths but like uh well we'll get into it <laughs> a little bit later. First, I did
3: teach American we, history in high school.
2: They actually offered here. American history
3: as a high school credit when I was
2: in high school back in the Oh, so did I, but uh, I never took it.
0: Yeah, neither did I. I honestly, uh, the, I know about this period of American history because of a vampire romance novel I read. <laughs> <laughs> it's as nice. good a way to learn about history as any. <laughs> it was a good book.
2: <laughs> so, uh, just to round out the table, we have Kevin here hello we have Jen hi and we have Ryan
1: that's me oh fun here and
2: yes yeah. <sighs> it is a sweltering day out unfortunately like,
0: <laughs> uh,
2: I went to cut the grass this morning at that was stupid and no well no like first thing this morning 10 o'clock yeah it was still so, like 30 degrees outside yeah by was, then by the time I came in I was just covered in sweat and I don't have a big lawn no, you don't. <laughs> like, it, it really did. I, it was probably out there, like, maybe an hour, if that. So, Ryan, what's in the news this week?
1: In the news! Uh, not a whole lot of news this week. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, here we go. We'll start with this one. There's reports of a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles CGI movie coming our way. Uh, with uh, being made by Nickelodeon and Seth Rogen's company, Point Grey Pictures.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to feel about this yet. <laughs> well, it's like, for me, that it's his production company. Now, this is not necessarily focusing on the movies that he stars in. But his production company is responsible for Preacher. Which... Was eh, eh, like it? I, I know a lot of people like it, but it, maybe I was just too close to the source material for it. And but it's also the same production company behind The Boys on Amazon, which is yep. rather good. So and, they're, and like, they're
1: also eh? working on that. They're working on that Invincible cartoon right now too.
2: Yeah, and you know he might. It might just be his production company. Doing doing it like he might have little to nothing to do with it, right? He's just just not a bad idea to get that property. But
1: so yeah, yeah. so that that and who knows where what version? It's just right now they've announced they're making another CGI movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And okay, here we go. Uh, Jason Momoa has been cast to play the role of. Frosty the Snowman in a live-action film. Oh, shit, really? I
0: wonder All if Frosty right. will have some
1: ice-cold abs.
0: I know. Those are not two things that I meld in my brain. Frosty the Snowman and Jason I can't Lamola.
2: see his voice as, like, a kid cartoon voice. Like, it, uh, I, I'm really
1: no, curious. It's not, not a cartoon. Answer. It's a live-action. Is it, like live action?
0: X-rated? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, um, my my guess is it's gonna be like uh, it'll be like that um, that movie, uh, uh,
3: the Lion King.
1: No, but the snowman. Jack man. Frost. Jack Frost. Frost yes. With Michael. That's Keaton. my. Yeah,
2: with Michael Keaton. That's it.
0: That's my favorite. How did this get made? Episode. It's so <laughs> funny.
2: <laughs> Useless trivia for you, Ryan. You know okay. the snowman in Jack Frost? Like, the look of that snowman? Yep. It's based around George Clooney. Because
0: that's, that's who they wanted to be in That's who he, really? w- he was
2: originally supposed to be in it, and he dropped out.
0: Oh, but they had already made
2: this big animatronic snowman, and they weren't going to remake him. So. No. <laughs> so
3: so I see this as an attempt for Jason Momoa to try to become The Rock. You know, like, everybody loves The Rock. Adults, kids, ladies, guys, right? And really, Jason Momoa's fan base, to me, appears to be a lot of drooling middle-aged women. And so if he can make a very successful children's movie, that'll expand his fan base. And, uh, you know, am I being cynical?
2: No. I don't like to think of myself as (laughs) middle-aged. It's... It's not I'm only that. It's most actors. Again. It's most actors <laughs> will do stuff like this. Like we think of it in terms of the rock, but it's like, you you know why James Woods did a voiceover in Hercules? It was so it was a movie that his mother could see that he wasn't swearing in all the time. Yeah. Like, Sometimes like,
1: you see it where it's like, oh, they did a funny they did this cartoon because it's something that the grandkids can go and see with yeah. them
2: or. Or the or. Yeah, Frank Langella was Skeletor because his son was a big He Man fan. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's like the. It's, you know, it's something for the kids. And it's also to, you know, try and break out of the stereotype a little bit. Right. Like, we think of him as, like, barbarian dude, bro. Yeah. And he would, in, like, he would probably like to do. Other things, or at least have the opportunity to do other things here and there, and yeah, for sure. This is, Just, this is it. He,
3: he's taking a page out of the Rock's playbook,
2: yeah. Oh, the Rock, Vin Diesel, yeah. remember the Sapphire, yeah. Hulk Hogan, Arnie? Arnold. Arnold did uh, kindergarten, Vester, and Cop, and, yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: hmm. it's, a, it's a tried and true, uh, yeah.
2: All the action heroes do it
1: at some point. Yeah, Batista's yep. doing it now too right now too, with that I spy.
2: Yep. So. Yep. Oh. I, I'm oh, curious to see it, but part of me just pictures like like Jason Momoa, but like just covered in snow with a battle axe.
0: That's totally what I'm picturing too. Jason Momoa covered in snow. Just like
2: see, I'm picturing <laughs> a, a snowman with like
3: tribal tattoos.
0: Strategically <laughs> think... placed snow. I think
3: he'll be in a fat suit. (laughs) Like for that commercial? Yeah. Or was that a thin suit? Oh, yeah, that's where they they thinned him down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Next.
1: Uh, Okay, so apparently um, the comic book rights for Alien and Predator have now been moved to Marvel Comics.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Well they they will be as of December. Yeah. They were previously with Dark Horse, Mm -hmm. correct? Yep. Yep.
1: And then it only makes sense that they'd be moving them to Marvel now that Marvel like that Disney owns those properties as well. They might as well have the comics and stuff into those properties be made by their comic book company. So we could be getting a Marvel Universe aliens versus predator comic book crossover at some point
3: do you remember back in the 70s when marvel licensed no because
1: i wasn't born yet
3: shut up But you know, <laughs> you
0: know and, comics
3: and, and neither was brent and, anyway, and neither was
0: jen so back in the Technically day brent was
3: Back in the day, Marvel licensed a ton of properties like Godzilla and Shogun Warriors and Micronauts, and they put them, and ROM the Space Knight, and they put them all in their universe. Do you think Predator and Alien will end up part of the Marvel Universe, or will they keep them separate?
2: I think they will be separate. I would not be surprised if we see some non-continuity crossovers.
3: Like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy versus Aliens or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um somebody already suggested that at some point the brood have to meet up with the xenomorphs from aliens
3: oh yeah
1: because they're, they're much essentially the same
2: thing, the same thing. Mm-hmm. um but somebody pitched an idea that I thought was really good but I don't know because it's the rights are at Marvel but it's they don't own these ones is a friend of the show Jim Zub posted on Twitter that like, Basically, like, there's got to be a Predator versus Conan comic, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I could see that. Because it, it matches up with, you know, the, the Predators have been visiting our planet through time and stuff. And mm-hmm. taking on the, the biggest of warriors. And Conan would fit the bill.
3: How about Aliens versus Jedi?
2: I don't know if we'll get that. It's... They've been very clear with Star Wars that it hasn't mixed at all.
3: How about yeah. Predator in the Magic Kingdom?
0: There you go.
2: <laughs> I don't think we'll get it, but they should.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of like they... And they should do it very much and, like, just go balls out and do it like that first Archie vs. Predator book.
3: Uh huh.
2: And, like, and, and honestly, for art style, I, I would get... Dan Parent, and Fernando Ruiz to draw it. Like those Archie guys would be a good match for drawing like Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, did, did you guys see the the promo art for it by no. David Finch? No.
1: Yeah the uh, the one with the Predator
2: holding onto an um, an Iron Man helmet. Yeah. Yeah, it it's a, cool. uh, Yeah, it's, they they stated right off the bat these are just promo images. Yeah. This is nothing, but. That image was definitely a uh, test of the waters to see if there was any demand, Yeah. which uh, I, there was a pretty good call for it. So see, I'm curious now- to see what they do with it. Dark, it's it's also a little bittersweet in some ways because that license has been with Dark Horse for like like 35 years or something like that. Yeah, like it, it's been there. Both of those licenses have been there for a while, and it's really the license that Dark Horse built their comic company around. So it's you, you understand Disney's positioning, and I'm sure Dark Horse has been figuring that once the rights were up, they were going yeah. going over. It's but yeah. it, it's also like you know, it's they've got plenty of properties and books, but like it, that had to be I don't know how well those books are selling for them, but it had to be a little bit of a like gut
1: punch, or bittersweet type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what they need though. Is they should have a couple guys in predator costumes randomly walking around Disney World and Disneyland, like in the parks. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
3: That could be funny in Tomorrowland. There you That's
1: go.
0: Terrifying.
2: Next story, Ryan. Uh
1: so did you hear? So this one comes out of the hole. I guess director's cut. This is the the snowball that started in the roll after the the Snyder cut director cut fiasco stuff. Um, Stallone is working on a Rocky Four director's cut.
2: Apparently.
1: Apparently, there's all kinds of footage that got left out and things, so they're doing a director's cut.
2: Is this the one where the Russian wins?
1: Maybe. Maybe it's the Russian that gets on the mic instead, and the Americans cheer for him. Who knows?
2: Mm, or the uh, the the ghost of Apollo Creed. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Via CGI comes in. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, Alright, yeah, like, I like that maybe, movie maybe Don't get me wrong Creed,
1: Creed doesn't actually die in this He survives and then they can bring him back For Creed 3 for
2: you, You've also heard that he's floating out The idea that that last Rambo movie Isn't the last Rambo movie now
1: Oh no, I didn't hear that
2: Yeah uh, Some people just need flo- to stop <sighs> Yeah Especially when you had good runs You know what yeah. I mean? like him leaving creed uh, on in the second film was a, like it a, was a really good way to to transfer it over and end that story and yeah. the the last rambo movie was okay i i kind of would have ended it with the one before that but mm. the the last one was still all right mm. but uh you know he the Weirdly Stallone is a creative guy And he needs an outlet And people are still willing to Sort of pay to see Rambo and Rocky I guess Uh, Mm. The director's cut of Rocky is really Like it's not like he's shooting New material or anything Yeah uh,
3: I'd rather see another I
0: haven't seen any of them
3: I'd rather (laughs) see another Copland
2: Yeah That that was a demolition man too yeah, they're floating that idea mm-hmm. around. I'm trying to think. Does he have a movie that he hasn't done a sequel to that would be like Oscar uh, age appropriate? Oh, you know what? If Stop that for my mom will shoot so
0: hard. <laughs>
2: no, Oscar's a good movie. I like Oscar, and seeing him now as like the aged mobster, who's like, you know. It, it, Maybe passing it on to somebody else or something like that. Like, there's a lot of shit you could do with that. Mm. But uh, (laughs) eh, we'll see. I'm I'm not against a director's kind of rocky, but I also don't really see a need a need for it. But
1: so now it's time to jump to jump right back into the Warner Brothers. Justice League, Snyder Cut, reboot news
3: uh, section of the
1: news cut. We're going to get into the
2: not-so-fun stuff after. First, we can start with It's the like stuff. the dark side of the Force. Forever will it dominate our stories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Until the
2: damn thing comes out.
1: Yes, sir. So, with this happening, uh, there's rumors that uh, Warner Brothers is actually looking to to reboot... Uh, the Justice League franchise, uh, like live-action franchise, completely, um, and with a movie called Justice League Rebirth, and that it would have no connection to either versions of Justice League.
2: Hmm. What? What? Yeah. What do you mean by either? Like either uh, the, like... the theatrical or Snyder cuts. Kind of oh, story. okay, gotcha, got it.
3: Would it still? So it have...
2: would be.
1: Would it still That's have... a real yeah. good question. Who? Who yeah. would be in it? Like, Don't know. You're...
3: You've you've only really got two super bankable stars, maybe three. I would you, you can't do a DC movie without Gal Gadot right now or Momoa, right, and yep. maybe Cavill. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's my, we heard the story guess, that yeah, he's use been those. to a new deal. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I would use them and um, Shazam, and then use Eva, the, yeah, yeah, and use new Batman and just like pretend like it, it's nothing weird. Just keep
3: moving. Pretend like
0: it's nothing weird.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think he I think it needs they need another female character in there too, maybe a Zatanna or a Black Canary or a
0: mm. Oh, I like Zatanna.
2: Yeah. But well, she might girl. be wrapped up in that JJ Abrams Justice League Dark movie though.
0: Yeah. Pop girl would be good too. Hot girl. You need somebody like who's would be who would look good on a on a movie like on a screen. And mm-hmm.
1: see, if you did Hawk Girl too, that's a different power set or a different look, a different thing than everybody else. You know, these big wings with yeah. the big mace. Yeah. You know, or- a lot of people are used to that look and that that character being in the Justice League mm-hmm. from the Justice League cartoons.
3: Yeah. You could use fire and ice.
2: Yes, you Uh, could. Yes, you could. There's a good chance that we would get Green Lantern because they're working on that HBO show, right?
3: You could use the female Green Lantern.
0: uh, What's her name? Jessica Cruz. The new one? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go anywhere near Green Lantern anymore after Ryan Reynolds' movie. Well, Well, they're getting
2: an HBO series, so. Yeah.
0: Oh, are they? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: There's even some rumors that Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern could appear in the Snyder Cut.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: You know what? I could see it as a potential like fuck you to Marvel yeah. for because it sounds like the the future installments of Deadpool or X Force have kind of stalled a bit. Mm-hmm. That much, like I could see him doing a cameo. Right yeah. as just a, just to show that like, hey, you know these guys over here might be willing to make a movie with me, and but yeah, uh, you never you never know. Okay, so that's Snyder Cut that's, story yeah. part one. What's part two? Well, uh,
1: part two the uh, part two is the Ray Fisher tweets. Mm. Uh, Ray Fisher is Cyborg from the Justice League movie. Uh, mm-hmm. He was called. He's called out Josh Whedon as being unprofessional on the set of Justice League when he took over for Snyder. Uh, he's also followed up with saying things like, "Because of NDAs, he can't elaborate."
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there was also a follow-up story from uh, Kevin Smith, where he talked about he talked to apparently some of the on-set, like the behind-the-scenes people who had very similar stories in that it sounded like um, the mood of them, the set really changed and that Whedon was making some comments about how crappy some of the stuff was that had been filmed before he got there. And they kind of put people's noses on a joint considering, well, they all were still there working on that beforehand, before he showed up. So.
2: Mm. Yeah. So, I, I don't, it's, It's one of those things that, like, I'm not saying that Ray Fisher is wrong, but everything that we have heard about that set in the last, like, year,
0: like, it doesn't sound
2: like it was a great place to work even before Joss Whedon came on. Yeah. Like, you know, like, we keep the the narrative is Zack Snyder left to deal with the family issue, the death of his daughter, which is horrific and terrible. Don't get me wrong. He needed to do that. But there are these persistent stories of if he hadn't left then he would have been fired.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: Like yeah. so w- whether like he should have been or not, I'm not gonna debate that. It, but that type environment does not lead to a pleasant working environment. Right. Like if you know that you're if you think that your your days are numbered and yep. while I don't know really much about the the personal tragedy that he faced with his daughter's passing you would probably think that there like there's a good chance that there was some shit going on at home at the same time uh. you know like or at least some some inklings like i'm not saying he knew that like he knew he there was probably some issues with his daughter at some point not to mention just like filming these movies is a tough gig. Like, it's a yeah. lot of money being spent, and a lot of people uh, that a lot of things should be done. That, and this is not defending Joss Whedon either. No, it's I,
1: I, uh, We weren't there, so we don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah, even Kevin Smith said that. He's like, Is it all, all his information is hearsay? I think, I believe the exact quote was, It's all hearsay and shit.
1: Yeah, and secondhand like, hearsay. So it's like, who knows what grudges who has with who?
2: Yeah, and with like, whom, and then everything else. Right. Not to else, right? that Joss's family life at that point was also not particularly good with his now ex-wife yeah. coming out around that same time period, burying the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, so it's like it, it's. I'm not saying Ray's wrong. Like, there's a very good chance that, that it's pretty much how he described it, but it may not have been like all Joss. It might have just been the entire situation going on. And, like, a- anybody going in there would have been shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's, a good t- there's also the chance that they're like, okay, Joss, we need you to finish this movie in three weeks. the Yeah. And go, but, but, no buts. Get it done. And at the time, he was developing stuff for DC, which seems to have all disappeared, mind you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's the next part of the story, Ryan? Because I have a feeling there's another piece in there.
1: Uh, Well, really, that's pretty much it for me. Other than there's reports that Ben Affleck's been re-signed to be be the HBO Max Batman, for whatever that means. Whether it means he's signed to do reshoots for the snyder cut that he's would be my guess to do something else but yeah
2: yeah a, a, a friend of the show jason agnew sent me a message of like what the fuck is going on because this was like we got uh this was a week after the michael keaton story started yeah. popping up he's like what batman is it and i'm like no 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 calm your jets if I were to guess, because he wasn't signed on for that new Batman film, yeah. legally they have to sign Affleck to another contract in order to shoot any of the extra scenes for the Snyder Cut. Because as we keep pounding into the head, is that it wasn't movie finished. doesn't exist? It yeah. isn't finished. So they would. There were whole scenes which were never even shot. So if Batman is in one of those scenes, unlike Jason Momoa or Gal Gadot, who are probably still under some sort of deal, and Ezra Miller, because his Flash movie hasn't been done or anything, Affleck's the one that they've got to kind of re-sign to do stuff, like legally. Like you yeah. know, They just can't ask him to really come and do a favor because of unions more than
1: anything yeah, else. Not too,
2: yeah. It would be different if it was like a cameo for five minutes or something like that. And then even then he would have to get paid scale. But if it's whole scenes, they got to sign him for a new deal. Part of me thinks that's why we've got those stories about Henry Caval too. Yeah. It's like that maybe more of it isn't so much him even popping up in new things. Maybe it's him doing reshoots for the Snyder cut. And that was the way they had to get it done. But uh,
3: yeah. (laughs) Now, in other DC stuff, did I read an article this week that says Ezra Miller may be on his way out as
2: Flash too? I've seen up, but from nowhere reputable. Yeah,
3: I'm looking for it too, and it's all on these weird little fan
1: sites that. But that's one of those stories that's also coming, gone pretty much ever since Justice League came out, and that Flash movie kept getting delayed.
0: Right, so it's like I liked him as flash. I thought he would yeah. did a good job, and the fact that he showed up on TVs the flash, yeah,
2: he oh. obviously wants to do it not only for his career but like he he's been he's the only driving force behind this movie in a right. lot of ways yeah All, we've had what four or five directors come <laughs> and go from it it's, yeah he is he is the constant and the the last story we really heard about it was him kind of trying to find a writer to keep this movie alive and it's kind of been radio silent since then well other
1: than the all these possible flashpoint batmans
2: yes the but like it's weird it keeps referencing like flashpoint, but it never seems to reference him in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's everybody else gets referenced. And it's like, you know, Ezra Bill is like, hi, I'm, uh, I'm over here.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm the one that's going to have to break the timeline to do this. Um,
3: Hi. <laughs> I don't um, like his costume, but other than that, yeah. I think
2: he's good. Yeah, but, but they can, can be worked on a little bit. Especially if he has, like, you have the perfect excuse of if he has to run through time. Yeah. That suits gotta change a little bit
1: yeah or after he sees barry from the tv show and sees his suit he's like because he even says that looks comfortable (laughs) or something along that line the tv crossover right so all right next okay so speaking of the cw verse we got some news from there today too Mm. So earlier this week, we got reports that Stargirl has been already been signed for a second season, and we'll yep. be moving from the DC Universe app, and which is also it's on that and the CW. Now it's just leaving the app. It's going to be the new home will be on the CW. Another thing leaving that app, which yeah. I think, what was it, Kevin, you were saying the only thing really left on the app that's solely on the app
3: is Titans? Titans is the only, the only new app series that's confirmed to be on DC Universe. Because what about,
2: Do- what about Doom Patrol?
3: Doom Patrol that's on, HBO Max. on HBO Max. Oh okay. So yeah. Harley Quinn is on Sci Fi Channel now. So Yeah.
1: And and uh and um the cartoon network the, the Adult I don't swim I don't swim there's that's what it airs up here, yeah.
3: Yeah, but in the States it's on Sci Fi Channel apparently Really? okay. Yeah. I
1: would have thought it would have been on like the, just their cartoon channel. Yeah.
3: weird mm-hmm. so the only the only new show that's making new episodes currently that's on dc uh universe is titans they even canceled their talk show their daily dc dc daily show oh yeah. really yeah the last episode of that was last week
2: Huh. and so, i don't know what yeah,
3: that means for young justice season four
2: or for subscribers who have Jumped on it. Maybe they get a a free month of HBO Max. With this
3: with a with a service like HBO Max, do we need DC Universe?
2: No, I mean, we've been saying that from the get go.
3: The only like, thing it, that DC Universe gets you is comics, digital yeah, comics. Which
2: I would be curious to see what the numbers were. Yeah, well, like if, and, if that was even a a thought in anybody's head of yeah. why we get that service. Like uh, it, I would like it, but I wouldn't subscribe to it.
1: No, but see, and then with DC now on the comic book side, they are starting to really push towards digital first stuff.
2: Mm. Right? Yeah, and but is there a reason movie? why you couldn't roll that into HBO Max? No, well, know, exactly. Or, really, you would get a a wider base of people looking at it, like yeah. even by accident. Mm.
3: Agreed. Yeah. I mean, Um, there's not much on DC universe, except I guess most of the DC animated films are there. Some of the old Superman movies. Oh, I guess all that stuff. Young Justice would
2: have been if they, uh, Young Justice is on that, right? Yep. Yep.
3: So.
1: So. Okay. And And then then the other one was one that, uh, just uh, Actually, was just announced uh, on making the news rounds uh, just earlier this evening, uh, which both of you uh, texted me about, or both of you commented about after I had it in my news notes. Uh, we <laughs> have a new no. Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope I don't butcher this. Javicia Leslie. Um, apparently she was one of the stars of God Friended Me, that TV show. Uh, She will be joining the cast. She will be the uh, first black Batwoman. Nice. Uh, And is also a uh, a bisexual. So in keeping with the character's history and stuff.
2: So it fits with the mandate that they wanted to continue, which is good.
1: Yep. Uh, And so, yeah, so she will not be Kate Kane. She will be Ryan Wilder. So a new character. Created for the show to take over the mantle so we'll see how that goes
2: the you know what it's not a bad idea because it sets the precedent that we can do this yeah you know like mm-hmm. if if, if uh, what's his name Grant Gustinson wants to leave the flash they can put in a new actor under the suit Or like Kid Flash becomes the Flash Just like they did in the comics Without any real Like it's a It's a good way of breaking that ground And You know we'll we'll see where it goes Hopefully the stories continue to be Half decent and they can They can do The nice thing about this for the writers Is now they are completely Because it's a new character they are completely Unencumbered by Comic book backstory
1: yeah yep um and looking at my notes oh i have one more actually one more little thing here uh we have a a release date for star trek lower decks yes it is coming to us august 6th
3: yes i'm very animated one right yes so excited about that I cannot wait for that show. It's it's going to be so fun. In continuity, post next gen, I've I've heard that
1: rumors that
3: it's actually supposed to be in continuity. Oh yes, oh yes. And uh, I've heard that some um, classic Trek actors—by classic Trek, I mean actors from the nineties shows—are making voice appearances on it. Interesting. That's
0: cool.
3: So yeah, I'm excited. It does look good. It's 10 episodes. They're roughly half hour long. The guy who who created it worked on Rick and Morty, so I think that gives it some good um, street cred. (laughs) Can't wait. And it's airing up here on on CTV Sci-Fi, and it's on Crave in Canada. And it's on CBS All Access in the States, and nowhere else on the planet has been announced where it's showing up. Discovery's on Netflix in the rest of the world, and Picard is on Amazon Prime in the rest of the world, but nobody has announced where Lower Decks is airing outside of North America yet.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh, for us. I've got a little bit of I've got a little bit of news,
3: and so do I.
2: today. Hey, so uh, I believe we reported a while ago that uh, Gary Larson's The Far Side. Uh, the website suddenly started back up after mm-hmm. being dormant for years, like had a new look and a to uh, be like determined what's next. And uh, we got the first cartoon today. There mm. is a brand new Far Side for the first time in 25 years on the wow. website. So, what's the website? Um, do you it, know? Pardon?
0: What? Is it just thefarside.com?
2: I believe so um, yep the dot so it's uh it apparently did, we shouldn't get used to this like it's not a, a thing that's going to be happening every week or every day but Gary Larson has basically kind of uh, said that every once in a while we will get a a new uh, Comic strip here and there through, via the website. Very cool. So yeah, I, the, I, I've always loved The Far Side, like the, the just the absurdity of a lot of their stuff. But for a lot of his stuff, it's just been it's been a lot of fun. So mm,
0: cool. Yeah, I love The Far um, Side.
2: uh and you got one kevin you said i've got
3: two two brief things one is theme park related um uh as of the day we recorded this the the magic kingdom and animal kingdom opened today for cast member previews um so there have been pictures uh, taken from inside the park of what Disney has done to promote social distancing. And those of you who have been to the park know that a lot of queues have switchbacks in them where you would walk past the same people multiple times because of the way the lines are designed. They put plexiglass up in between those kinds of um, uh, queues. So there's you cannot... Uh, there's, there's no chance of you spitting on somebody who's walking sort of towards you in the next lane uh, that's oh. one thing have done I accept uh, that challenge that plexiglass yeah, uh, is going to be so gross yeah, oh, yeah. The um, uh, they've eliminated the touch point at the turnstiles if you've been there recently you know you have to put your finger on the scanner that's uh, no longer the case um, and there are physical distancing markers all over the park too um because it was just cast member preview today, the parks were pretty empty, and uh, pretty much every ride was a walk-on. Um, character meet and greets uh, are being done from a distance now. There's lots of little like character cavalcades that sort of roll, roll through the park. Um, that's what they're sort of doing to, um, to promote social distancing. And um, uh, On Disney buses and monorails, there are now... Uh, zones. So uh like a bus will have six zones in it and only one group can be in each zone. So if your group is just you, you get a whole zone to yourself. Um so, you know, they're trying their best. We'll see what happens uh, with the yeah. number of covid cases. Uh the other thing is uh, that this just broke uh, before we recorded that um resort bookings and theme park ticket sales will be starting again tomorrow uh which is um thursday july 9th as we record this um so up till this point you can only make a reservation to get into the park if you already had a ticket or an annual pass or a resort stay uh now they're reopening their uh, reservation center to new um to new re- reservations so that's Yay. interesting
2: yeah i don't know uh, it's the border's gonna know, stay
3: closed for quite a while i'm not going to a disney park anytime soon
2: well to to add to it is you just i don't yeah. like talking about political stuff on this podcast because we're supposed to be fun and all yeah. about the nerdy stuff but you look at florida and it's a mess yeah there there's only two people denying that it's a mess yeah. And one is the president of the United States and the other is the governor of Florida. And yeah. They're both full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, and it's just uh I I it, it just bugs me to mm-hmm. n- to no end that how this is going to end. So let's move
3: on to happier things then. Okay. To- so here So here's here's something happier.
1: I just happened to be looking at some stuff And here is a uh, a news headline out there right now. Disney exec uh, says, Tron 3. Disney exec says, the time is right for the sequel.
3: I read that too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, those Jared Leto rumors are are coming back up again. Oh, God,
0: no. Yeah.
2: um, Okay, in (laughs) happier news.
0: Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah.
3: have you guys seen the posted schedule for Comic Con at home?
1: No. So July twenty no, second Wednesday schedule was posted, but I didn't ever get a chance to look at it.
3: So, as of the time of recording, here are the TV shows and movies that have panels that you can stream on YouTube the weekend of Comic Con. Um, the list includes American Dad, uh, Antlers, with which is a Del Toro movie. Archer, The Blacklist, Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, The Right Stuff, which is Disney Plus's new TV series, uh, Bob's Burgers, The Boys, there's a 15th anniversary reunion of the movie Constantine. Mm.
2: Uh, a conversation which has led to rumors that he might be reprising the role for yeah. the Justice League Dark movie.
3: Yeah, I heard that. Uh, Crossing Swords, which is a new uh, animated series uh, by the Robot Chicken guys, it's um, it's it's with those. Remember the old Fisher Price Peg people? Yep. Yeah, An animated series based on those guys.
0: Oh yeah, I want to see that.
3: Uh, there's <laughs> I a saw convers- an there's a conversation with Nathan Fillion. There's a director's panel with Robert Rodriguez, Colin Trevorrow, and Joseph Kaczynski. There's a panel on Dragon Dragon Prince. Dragon Prince uh duncanville which i do not know this show but it's apparently it's got rashida jones and wiz khalifa in it but i don't know it's ty burrell i've why i've never heard of this movie uh emily the strange apparently there's a, a movie of that coming out uh family guy panel fear the walking dead goldberg's hellstrom there's a kevin smith panel there's a panel on lgbtq representation on tv Uh, Disney Plus has a panel on their new Marvel 616 show, which is a um, documentary series. Uh, Nosferatu, the Phineas and Ferb movie uh, panel. Uh, There's a Rooster Teeth panel. Simpsons, Stumptown, Upload, Utopia, Walking Dead, What We Do in the Shadows, Winona Earp. You will notice I did not mention, except for Hellstrom, any Marvel or DC properties. Rumor is both of those companies will be having their own online fan events this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of conventions, well,
2: that's something is.
3: we did about. They have the DC Universe
1: thing coming up.
3: Mm. So yeah, so that's coming up. Um, there, are also, there are also some comics panels, but again, nothing Marvel or DC. There's the 80 Years of the Spirit. There's a panel about the Lee and Kirby relationship. Uh, There's a Robert Kirkman panel, Skybound Comics, a tribute to Dennis O'Neill, and a panel about the history of EC Comics. So yeah, some interesting stuff that we could get some news out of.
2: Mm -hmm. So we didn't talk about this last episode, but sticking with conventions, uh, Fan Expo Toronto has finally been canceled. Yes. We, We pretty much all knew that it was coming. Yeah. Uh, just it sounds like they might be trying to do a, a couple little digital things, maybe not a lot. And they're going. They're aiming for an event in it's in October or November. They're they're aiming to do November, like a, yeah, a medium sized event. But I don't know. Part of me thinks that's even that's stretching it a little <laughs> bit. But we'll see. Yeah. I agree. All right. So, uh, that it for the news? We good? That's all I got. I'm right. done. Now on to some really cheerful things. <laughs> a uh, goofy. Let's talk about Hamilton a little bit, like, because we, we, we won't talk about it a huge amount because I'm sure our listeners have all sat down and watched it at this point. <laughs> um, but, uh, so uh, had any of us seen it before? Like, Kevin, had you seen it? No.
3: Nope. No. Okay. No. no. You guys had tickets, though. You were supposed to have yeah, seen it. we were supposed,
2: supposed to, but uh, that didn't happen. Um, so, just quickly, we'll, we'll start with Ryan. What did you think?
1: I enjoyed it. Um, I do enjoy a good, uh, you know, going to the theater and seeing a good play. Uh, usually in the summer, you know, my family, we end up seeing at least two or three uh, plays down at the King's Wharf Theater over in Penetang. So, well, obviously not doing that this year, but... Uh, I haven't really, other than seeing, um, uh, evil dead, the musical, I haven't seen any large, like big money productions live. So so it was interesting watching this one, just seeing the, uh, like Kevin and I were were talking just some of the the extra things with the set, like the, the double turntables in the floor. Yeah, that Mm. was
3: cool. Love that.
1: And, uh, and, and things like that. I did enjoy that with it being uh, you know filmed and us watching. You know, they did do some close-ups, so you really you know sometimes you really got to see the emotion or like it just it how hard they were working, like the sweat pouring down on the on you know, off, off their brow and, um, at points. And uh, yeah, no, I uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't know it was going to be like completely like all musically all singing all the time like i figured i wasn't sure if it was uh like going into it if it was like you know some singing then some talking then singing like that type of musical Mm. not just uh everybody's rapping all the time musical (laughs) but uh no I, i i i enjoyed it
2: kevin you're you're the one of the two big musical buffs on the uh on the panel, and you have performed in a number of musicals as well, so what did you think?
3: Well, you know, I had uh, attempted to listen to the cast album beforehand because everybody's raving about it, and I just couldn't get into it just listening to it. I think part of the reason is that the lyrics go by so quickly, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not the hugest fan of rap and hip-hop. It's not my genre. But, having said that, oh my God, I was blown away by this show. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Um, it was riveting. It was emotional. I loved how close the camera got to the performers. You could see every bead of sweat and ball of spittle that came out of people's mouths. <laughs> um, it was it's amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I was in tears by the end. It was that good. Um, the performances were all top notch and uh I loved Jonathan Groff as King George I thought he was hilarious he
2: was probably my favorite part of the whole
3: production <laughs> Yeah, he, he <laughs> was
2: great <laughs> he was he, he didn't have like a huge role but he made the most out of it
0: yeah he was good
2: his reaction when he's playing it
1: and they're announcing who the the second president was and then he's like oh oh I know him <laughs> and he just starts giggling and he's like Oh, they're in trouble! Yeah, but that was just great.
3: And and even his his first number, he was so still, and he barely even blinked. He was just yeah riveting. You couldn't take your eyes off him. It was amazing, amazing. Um, the uh, the Skyler sisters, phenomenal, oh, so good. I need to watch it again with the captioning on so that I can see all the words as they go by. I just. Mm. I, yeah, I can't see enough.
1: Curf- how hard no. would it be to keep up with that though? Because they go—they're yeah. singing pretty quickly. I will how, find how out. long on this. <laughs> has a slow down instead of speeding up the the, the viewing. You got to slow it down a little.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, I, it was great. It was great, and I like I said, I can't wait to watch it again. And I would love to see it in a movie theater on a big screen, surrounded by dozens of people.
2: So Jen. Um, yes. We were supposed to, as previously mentioned We were supposed to go see this And yes. we did not You were really looking forward to seeing this I was um, So what did you think about the the recorded version of it, I guess?
0: I really liked it I mean, I, I really liked it in the fact that we got to see the original Broadway cast do it And uh, I mean, I think that Lin-Manuel Miranda and the original cast really make the musical I mean, I haven't seen any other version, so I can't really comment on it. But I know, like, in my mind, that is Hamilton, right? That's what all the hype has been about is this particular recording and this particular cast. So I was very happy to be able to see it with them because there was no way I would ever going to be able to see it otherwise <laughs> with them. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. it. It's not my style of music, like Kevin was saying but I still found the songs I've been whistling them for like two days. And it's just been like replaying in my head uh-huh. and um, they're very catchy and they're very powerful. Um, but yeah, it's not, not my style of music. So I was, I think and also because of all the hype and all the buildup, uh, I was probably expecting it to be a little bit more than it was. I found it got a little bit, was dragging a little bit right after the intermission when, you know, the war was over and it was, you know, they start, Debating politics that I know nothing about, and I'm like, eh, this part's a little. I it lost my interest a little bit then, but then it picked right back up again. So, <clears throat> like, there was just a couple of moments there where I found myself kind of waning a bit, but overall, loved it. the The songs that uh, the actress who plays Eliza sings made me cry mm. mm-hmm. when she's burning the letters. I was like, I was, I was tearing up. I gotta say. Um, I wish that they had hired a child actor to play Hamilton's son. Oh no,
3: I love that. I love that guy playing Hamilton's son.
0: Not when he was supposed to be nine.
3: No, I thought he was great. I have to disagree with you there. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm on. I'm on team Kevin on this one. I thought. I, yeah. I think the. I think the idea behind it was one, it saves on actors.
0: Yeah, and, of
2: course. And two, course. maybe it's also like the. I don't know if at one point because I, I looked into the history side of things a little bit, Alexander Hamilton had some somewhere around like eight or nine kids, and like including he had two named Philip, like that <laughs> was the senior Philip. There's a younger one that we don't see on stage, Ooh. so maybe the idea was originally that uh, more of the kids would appear, and that's a way to keep it consistent, and that eventually got taken out. But uh, I can yeah, see I'm- your complaint.
0: But
2: yeah, I thought it I mean, worked.
0: It wasn't a do or die, like, it's not something where I'd be like, I hate this musical because of that. But I, it just kind of it, it. took me out of the moment for a little bit when they were like, Oh, look, he's nine years old. I'm like, He's 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, that's not nine. As, so someone that, who, that's the only- as
3: someone who has played a 10 year old on stage yeah. recently, <laughs> I hardly disagree. It's, it's theater, uh-huh. right? It's not, yeah, you know. And I love the fact that the actors who played his buddies in the first act ended up playing his nemesis and his son in the second yes. act.
0: Mm. Yeah, I did like that. I really loved the the guy who played uh, Lafayette and. Um,
3: That's Javid Diggs. He's phenomenal. Yeah,
0: but I think my favorite Jefferson. character. Yeah, Jefferson yeah, was Jefferson. pretty good. I think my favorite character in the entire musical was Burr. Um, I really liked his story arc. I really found myself empathizing with him a fair bit because, you know, he wanted to be a big man like Hamilton, but he never took that extra step. He never put himself out there. And then yeah, towards see, the end... You
1: empathized. See, I thought he was an ass.
0: No, I really I really could see where he was coming from.
1: Yeah, no, see, uh, okay. That's funny. Cause <laughs> I, I I look at him the other way. I'm just like, like afterwards, especially when it starts off saying uh, I'm his, you know, I'm his best friend, and I'm also the guy who shoots someone. it's like, I was
0: like, well, he didn't say I'm his okay. best friend. He said I'm the guy who shot oh. him. But, and I oh, think okay. that because,
1: but either they way, so they you know up. they started off, and then the way they started off, with him wanting to be like him, and then to know that yeah. he's going to shoot him, it's like as well, you know, as you're going, it's like, yeah, you can see the guy is totally jealous of him the whole time. Exactly. It's like he, like he said, he's not putting himself out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And his his and comment it's, it's,
1: that lost him the, the nomination where it's like, you know, so, well, if you don't stand for it, you know, if you, well, what was it? There's long lines of, you know, not, not, not standing for anything. But and exactly, having no, I feel like, it's like
0: his, his arc mirrored Hamilton's the most closely, um, but Hamilton went one direction and Burr went another direction. And you can tell throughout the entire performance right from the beginning that Burr Again, it's his nemesis but he doesn't he wants to be friends but he can't be because he's he just is so resentful towards Hamilton yeah. and, and yeah, jealous. jealous. And I yeah. really think that that really shone through like the uh, the actor did a phenomenal job and the music obviously and the whole portrayal of him did a great job of bringing that through. So it really made you empathize with him and see his point and why he was the way he was. I mean that doesn't make him a good person in this particular thing but you can also see that he wasn't trying to be a villain and at the end of it he sings well now I'm the villain of this and he he regrets that and I really liked that that whole character arc for him.
2: And there's something about that actor uh Leslie Odom Jr I think his mm-hmm. name. Oh is? yeah, he was yeah. a phenomenal that, singer. He he's just like you know when they describe like actors and like they just have it Mm -hmm. that's that guy you just Mm -hmm. he just has something about him that you anytime he is on stage you'd look automatically towards him Uh he he was he's really good i'm curious to see where he goes kind of kind of from here like he's been doing like he's not that young of a guy but he's been like doing a lot of theater and He's, he's been in he's done the run of tv shows and
3: he's currently the, the lead on the Apple TV Plus animated series Central Park.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, he, he um, was so good. They were all fantastic, but I think him and Eliza were my favorite two I characters. I loved... I've been
3: reading some stuff about the show since I watched it, and uh, I noticed this in the... Well, I noticed parts of it, but I loved the ensemble in their, like, white costumes with the... The sleeveless white costumes, and there yeah, was the yeah. woman. There was the woman who played the bullet. I saw that article death. too. Well, I mean that I noticed. Like she is the bullet. She, like we're watching the bullet leave the gun at the duel and go across. But I guess if I did paying more close attention, she shows up anytime somebody dies. Did you read that article? Like uh, she's, she's literally no, the no, I didn't personi- that She is literally the personification of death. Huh. Yeah,
0: I know. It makes me want to rewatch it and be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, there she is." Anytime she shows up, somebody's gonna die. Oh wow, I think that's awesome. Yeah.
2: So, I I really liked it. I I kind of feel that the this television version is is missing something because it's not the the stage like it's it is the stage version, but it's not the same as being there. Right. But um, the, the one thing that I will give this show more than anything else is it, this will be, it, like, this is me just thinking out loud, but this will be this generation of theater kids, Les Mis. Oh, for like, sure. This is the one that, like, the, the, the high school kids and, the, like, the grade 7 and 8 drama kids are going to look at and, like, okay, I want to do that like that and is the goal point now.
3: Even before this movie that was it there was um there was a high school in Scarborough that tried to do Hamilton without permission <laughs> and they and they tweeted at Lin-Manuel Miranda and he's like no shut it down now. I can't have you doing this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Hamilton Ugh. is Hamilton is already like the theater kids wet dream.
2: Yeah, well <laughs> I, I like I guess he's kind of got to do that. He has to. Yeah. If he doesn't, Otherwise, then everybody'll do that, and then exactly, food.
0: yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, it's too uh, bad.
0: I mean, eventually he'll the, go out to the schools, though. I'm
2: yeah, sure. The, for for the record, uh, we we did invite uh Mr. Manuel Miranda onto the show this evening <laughs> uh, via Twitter. He he did not reply to us. Surprise, surprise. Um, but if he happens to be listening, hey, we'd love to have you on, because uh, we like Hamilton a lot. And, and we uh, also love Gizmo Duck. Hills. Yep, Gizmo Duck. <laughs> yes. And his work on, on uh, Moana, too. So, you know, oh, yeah.
0: want to talk about,
2: yeah, Even if you don't want to talk about your own stuff, sir, we will gladly talk about any other nerdy stuff for you. You you have an open mic at our virtual table. (laughs) So we go from something semi-serious and musical to something musical and goofy. Look what I did there.
1: It's a bit of a goofy movie.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, I'm falling into it I see what
1: you did there. (laughs) It's contagious. (laughs) So,
2: um... Uh, this was Jen's pick. Yay! Because we, we've been instead of like because we have only limited new. new things coming <laughs> at us, and that the week we were doing stuff, nothing new was coming up. We would forgotten about Hamilton, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we Jen picked a Goofy movie. Now, Jen, was there a particular reason why you picked a Goofy movie?
0: Uh, goofy is my absolute favorite of all time Disney character. Uh, this came really? out in ninety. Yeah, I love Goofy. So this came out in ninety five, uh, and I remember it didn't. I don't know if it came out to theaters, but I remember watching it.
3: Oh, it was um, definitely in theaters. It, yeah, it was a it was released to theaters.
0: Okay. Uh, so anyway, I remember watching it, and I I, I loved it mostly because I love Goofy so much. So, and I also love the Goof Troop TV show. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like the movie version of the Goof Troop TV show. So. I quite enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> now, did, was this on before the Goof Troop TV show, or was this after the
3: show? This is a sequel to the TV show.
2: Yeah. Is it? Okay. So it takes place in sort of continuity, right? As much yeah. as anything like this would have any yeah, continuity. Yeah, sort of.
3: Max and PJ are a little bit older
2: mm. uh,
3: than they were on the TV show. Like, they're high school students instead of middle school kids. Yeah. Um, um, and we never see PJ's mother in the movie, but she's she or, her a sis-
0: tron- or his sister. Yeah, weird. So I don't think I think if they use the same characters, but I don't think that it's really like a sequel to the TV show or anything like that. Mm. I think it's just they were like, oh, this dynamic worked in the TV show, so we're going to put it into the movie. I don't know, continuity wasn't really a big thing back in nineteen ninety-five. Was was that
1: girl that he's into in the TV show?
0: Nope. No. Okay.
1: I don't remember much of the TV show.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, that's why I picked this one. I I just I enjoy it. Now I didn't quite live up to what I remembered. I mean I honestly didn't remember very much of it because I haven't probably seen it since nineteen ninety-five. But, I mean, I still really enjoyed it. I just, I don't know. It, it's just nostalgic, but it wasn't like that was such an awesome movie. It was just, it was cute and lovable. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was
3: great fun. The yeah. song The songs were better than they had any reason to be. Like, yeah. Um, the, the movie was made by the television division of Walt Disney Pictures. So, yeah. like, it wasn't their top animators on it. And... Uh, and I thought, you know, it looked great. It had a fun story, it, it, like it's a father and son bonding movie, road trip adventure. It had some fun Easter eggs in it, and it had some cute songs. I'm, I, I really liked it. Yeah, Ryan. I have notes. Oh, Ryan
1: took oh, notes. Wow. Yeah. So, I like I said, I enjoyed this movie. Like, I had a good time watching it. Um. It was very cheerful and a happy movie, which was great, because I think I watched it. When did I watch it? I guess I watched it Monday night. And it like I worked some overtime that night, too, and so by the time I got home and everything, was, so I had dinner, I sat down, put it on my iPad, started watching it, and then just kept watching it. You know, it's only, it goes by
0: fast. It's only like yeah. an hour and 20 minutes. Like it's not even a, not even 90 minutes long. It's mm-hmm. just a fun movie to watch when you don't you want to have something fun and, and, and light but and you yeah. don't really want to think and I
1: like the additional like the, like the little behind like the little the little name drops the little scenery drops like when he's doing the whole opening song and dance that uh, when he's dressed up as uh, power line power line I wanted to say power stream but I knew that was wrong <laughs> power line um, and they're on the, sc- the stage in the school there's, like, the the background for the school play, and it was Ariel.
0: Yeah, I mermaid. saw that, too. So it's like,
1: oh, that's funny.
3: My favorite was the possum theme park, where yeah. they went to the poss- the all-possum version. It was, like, the country possum jamboree.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love the Bigfoot. That whole part with the Bigfoot. After PJ and Pete leave, and the Bigfoot's, like, ransacking their... <laughs> he's um, got the underwear on his head. And he's have you seen stuff. the Ducktales episode with the Bigfoot?
3: Yes. Was that the same Bigfoot? It seems like the same Bigfoot.
2: It's, it's definitely a similar design, but, but the I, Ducktales I what Bigfoot looks like in that universe. Yeah. Yeah, and it, the
0: Ducktales Bigfoot is intelligent. Like he was, he was conning them. This one is just a like a, a an animal. Well, no, this one was pretty good. He was putting on a puppet show with the side. Oh, I the puppet show was the best. Yeah, but I wouldn't say he wasn't talking and he wasn't. He was dancing. Think, yeah. He's a fan of the Bee Gees. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so other things that I didn't put in my notes, I love how the uh, principal overreacts like way, like just way too much for the situation. Like, oh
0: my no God! Word, yes.
1: More than goofy. Like, you know, if you don't take care of that son, if you don't straighten him up, he's going straight to the electric chair. Yeah. Because yeah. he put on a lip sync show at the school, at the last day of school.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Brent and I both looked at each other, went overreacting much. Yeah. <laughs> and poor um, Goofy, such a sweetheart. He was like, my poor boy. Yep. I totally forgot
1: that Polly Shore was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> With the, squeeze, with, the, with the squeeze cheese and all that, like, oh, the leading, power of cheese. And
0: it's like, the leading oh. tower of cheese. The
2: leading <laughs> tower of cheese. He's also boy. uncredited, weirdly. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, which which is odd considering he would have been like that would have been ninety four. That would have been that would right yeah of yeah. of the weasel. Yep, yeah. or ninety five rather. Um I when when he when he
1: gets home and Goofy's packing up the car and he says Goofy says he's going on a vacation with his best bud and he's like, Oh who, Donald Duck?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, like, I thought that was great because now we have that, that that connection being established, like they did in DuckTales, about how good of a friend those two are.
0: Yeah.
1: And then later on we actually see Donald and Mickey hitchhiking, yep. hitchhiking. to California or bust.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, so cute <laughs> Yeah, overall, it was fun I, I was sort of like I'm like, whatever happened to the director of this And he went on to do Tarzan For Disney okay. yeah. And uh, also uh, Directed the, the live action Enchanted movie
3: mm-hmm. Oh, I kind of like that movie That's a great movie
2: Yeah, yeah. The, the weird thing about him is More than anything else is I, I, I weirdly know a project of his that never got off the ground due to a Twitter account that I follow. There's a Twitter account called The Art of Lost and Cancelled Media, and it basically falls more on animation and like a little bit of video games and stuff like that, and it just like puts out like promo artwork and pictures and stuff of things that have... Aired once and were never to be seen again, or like just didn't get off the ground. And Kevin Lima, the director of this movie, was supposed to direct a movie called Monkeys of, of uh, Mumbai and it, for DreamWorks. And whoever runs this Art of Lost and Cancelled Media Twitter account worked on that movie because he's been he's like posted up tons of still shots and like animation designs and all sorts of things for it that were mm-hmm. uh interesting like it, it looked like it would have been an interesting sort of follow up for Dreamworks from the stuff that they were doing with like Penguins of Madagascar and things mm-hmm. like that but Ooh. apparently he has a first look deal with uh, 20th Century Fox cool. which there you means go. he technically now works for Disney again <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I I liked it. Um, I don't ever recall seeing this movie before. Like parts of it, I know, but I think I know it from like some of my younger friends who were really into it. You know, like uh, like I know of Powerline but mm-hmm. I didn't know really anything about it. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a, it was a fun movie and easy to get through at an hour and twenty minutes. So
0: yeah, yep.
2: it, it feels you recommend- like a movie.
3: It feels like a movie that's having a sort of renaissance right now. Like uh, people who were kids in the '90s watch this movie on VHS over and over and over again, and so now they're showing it to their kids, and it's it's having a resurgence in popularity. It it gets referenced all the time in Disney Park stuff that I follow. Uh, Like this happened to the movie. Yeah, this this.
2: A power line uh, CD or something at with some point you see yes. it in yeah. one of the, the vehicles.
3: Yes. And um, this same thing happened to the movie Hocus Pocus a couple of years ago.
0: Oh. Yeah. You know,
3: so movies that showed up on the Disney Channel a lot that kids watched over and over are, are now coming back into vogue. And that's I think that's a cool good thing.
2: I yeah. think in this case it's very much also probably a, a safe bet to show your kids. Oh yeah, with COVID and everything else, and like you know, uh, (laughs) I'm tired of Frozen Two. Hey, hey, why don't you watch this? Mom and Dad really liked this movie when we were your age, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and it's not Frozen (laughs) Two.
3: Yeah, yeah. Now, has anybody watched the sequel to this? The extremely goofy movie.
0: I'm sure I have, but I don't remember it. <laughs> no, yeah, it I didn't know yeah. it
3: existed
1: until it popped up as a "You may want to watch this next" on the bottom. I was like, you know what? I might want to watch that.
3: I kind of want to watch Goof Troop now too. Yeah, I love Goof Troop.
2: Uh, do we want to comment about the fact that like PJ is frightened of his father? Yeah,
0: like, but he he was him? in Goof Troop too. Pete yeah. is an emotionally and probably physically <laughs> abusive father. Well, right. is
1: not usually like in the old cartoons? Wasn't Pete like kind of like
3: Goofy's foil, not his yeah. friend? He started out as um, Mickey Mouse. Mickey yeah, Mouse's like, nemesis, like he yeah. was in Steamboat Willie. Like Pete is as old a character as Mickey Mouse.
0: Oh, yeah. that's what I thought. But I think in this, in the Goofy movie and in Goof Troop, they needed to have a. Not a villain because it was this not the type of plot that requires a villain, but they needed to have somebody like you were saying to play off of Goofy who is Mm. like the devil on his shoulder as opposed to the angel on his shoulder. So he's not bad advice. Yeah, he's not a bad guy, but he's just that kinda typical asshole that you know who's just like you 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 look at that person and you're like I'm glad I don't have that person as my father or I'm glad I'm not going to raise my children that way. Like he, yeah. you need to have that type. And I guess for kids watching this, it's like oh, I'm really glad that he's not my dad, and that I would rather have Goofy as my dad. So, but yeah, Pete's been like that. Like he had like almost like a rebirth where he was mm-hmm. they they kind of cast him less as of as a dastardly villain and more as the. Not nice guy, but not bad guy,
3: yeah.
2: The opposite to goofy, shitty yeah. neighbor, yeah. But yeah. you would not want to but, live next door to Pete,
0: no. But he's like the shitty neighbor who is, um, it's almost like Homer Simpson. It's like you hate him, but he's not yeah. really done anything illegal. <laughs> it's,
1: Homer, it's Homer and Flanders,
0: yeah. Pretty
1: much, goofy is Flanders. But not, but he's he's he has that he's as accident prone as Homer, but he's mm. nice like Flanders. Yeah. And Pete's an asshole like Homer. And yeah. that That's it. Yeah.
0: And nothing like Flanders. <laughs> and yeah.
1: nothing like Flanders.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he's like that. So in, he's if, like that in the TV show too. So, so I I have a question for everybody.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: When you were watching this movie, now that you're older, um, did you relate more with Goofy's character, or or Max's character, or Pete or PJ,
3: One as more. the four
0: main characters? Like, oh, Goofy, I am totally a Goofy. I certainly hope Goofy. <laughs> if anybody was like, I'm totally on Pete's side. I was. I, like, I don't know. Pete
1: had a really nice mobile home.
2: <laughs> it's more. It's nicer than our house. Yeah. I remember I had that movie. a bowling alley on top of it.
0: Yep. A swimming pool at the side. Is, I'm pretty sure when I first watched this movie in 1995 as a teenager, um, I did. I probably related a little more with Max, but I remember that I never really. Like I still thought that Max was being a bit of a jerk to his dad because. Oh God, who's rustling?
3: I'm sorry, that was me.
0: <laughs> um. I was going to say, I, I related probably related more with Max as a teenager, but, you know, I, I never really thought that. I always saw goofy side of things, like poor Goofy was just trying to get time with his son. And I don't know, maybe it's because I was the middle child that I was always like, if my parents were like, hey, just you and I were going on a trip, I'd be like, yes, I'm in.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> I would like to know who Max's but, yeah.
0: mother is. Yeah. yeah, they never, they the never ever mentioned
2: that. the tradition of orphaned children.
0: Mm-hmm. Or single hilarious. parents. But, yeah, uh... but they, they never mention who who Max's mother is, nope. I don't think. Now I'm looking it up. Oh, so Max's first appearance as Goofy's son was in 1951 theatrical short Fathers are People. He's referred to as Goofy Junior or Simply Junior. Mm-hmm. So there was always like those short movies that Goofy did that he had a son. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But they don't think it says in earlier films, like in 1953 and 1961, Goofy was also portrayed with a wife, though nameless and with her face always hidden from view. When Goof Troop was created, Goofy Jr. evolved into Max and Goofy's wife was no longer on the scene. Disney Guest Services FAQ later stated there is no definitive answer regarding details of his mother as no one has been revealed on the screen. Hmm. So yeah, maybe if they redo Goof Troop like they redid DuckTales he may have a, a retroactive mother like Kiwi Dewey and Louie
1: Yeah, Or if they just bring Goof Troop into DuckTales
0: Yeah but
3: Yeah,
1: so I
2: would recommend you, a Goofy movie Yeah, if yep. you've got an hour and 20 minutes, it's worth it, especially if you have kids right.
0: uh, yep. I well, think the
1: Young ones uh, at home, plant them in front of this They'll enjoy it
0: Definitely It's got enough action to keep the kids interested, but it's not so long that they'll get bored halfway through.
2: Yeah. Which brings us to the end of this episode, and Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? Well, Uh, I just
3: read something on Hoopla again. (laughs) Uh, That's my go-to for Geek Picks these days. Um, I read Justice League of America, A Celebration of 60 Years. And basically, it's an anthology book that that they've reprinted all of the team's first appearances and there are many of them so uh their very first appearance as a team in brave and the bold number 28 back in the late 50s right through to the the um scott snyder justice league of 2018. it was kind of interesting to see the various iterations of the team through the years it was it's an interesting sort of quick historic overview of the entire justice league history Nice. So kind of fun. Gardner Fox, uh, Grant Morrison, Jeff Johns, George Pérez, Howard Porter, Jim Lee, like all the greats who worked on Justice League hmm. are in this book.
2: I actually met Gardner Fox at like one of my first conventions. Very cool. Yeah. He, he was a very nice guy. Oh,
3: yeah. Okay, cool. So if you like the Justice League, I recommend that book.
0: Cool. Uh
2: what's next? Go next?
0: Uh, I've got one. So um, I've been enjoying uh, reading books on my Kobo. Uh, and my I have a Kobo Libra, which is actually a really well-designed uh, device to read manga. <clears throat> so I've been downloading manga from the library website. Um, and I've been rereading a manga that I didn't finish, but I started reading a number of years ago called Skip Beat. Um, and I don't think any of you guys would like it. But, because it's a comedy Romance type manga Uh, Sounds like uh, I
1: wouldn't like it Romance
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly (laughs) It's a a story of a a 16 year old girl Who uh, basically Gave up her her life To uh, help Her childhood friend uh, Because his dream was to become a, A singer, so she basically left high school, moved to Tokyo, left uh, everything behind her to support him so that he could be this this uh, famous singer. And then as soon as he makes it big, he dumps her. Like, you were nothing to me. I was treating you like a housekeeper. I owe you nothing. You're a boring, plain girl. And so then she's just spurred on by anger and vengeance and revenge. And wow, she decides that she's going guys. to... Yeah, she decides that she is going... To one up him by becoming even more famous than him. So, this whole story is her trying to be an actress to be better than him. Um, and she, she's just spurred on by rage, which is really fun. And um, she talks her way into a talent agency, and they decide that, you know, she doesn't, since she doesn't know how to be to love anymore, she needs to join this, uh, they call it the Love Me section. Where basically her job is to get people to love her by doing things for people.
1: Because uh, that's how you get people to love you.
0: Uh, it, stuff is in, for them. it is in manga. Um, <laughs> so it's a pretty old series. Actually, it started in 2002. It looks like it's actually still going on. There's 44 volumes, which is why I'm reading it on uh, the website instead of buying 44 volumes. And apparently there's also an anime, which doesn't surprise me. Um, so it's very cute. It's pretty funny. And uh yeah, if you like Shoujo type manga, uh comedy and romance, uh it was it's worth a read.
3: Can you just um let me know how you get manga from the library website?
0: Um Is it's it- actually not from our library. I'm getting ah. it from a different library because um our library does not have overdrive anymore. Ah. really it does. Oh, Aurelia wow. does. So Aurelia might, but I don't know if they own this manga or not. So I actually borrowed a friend's library card and I'm downloading manga from their library. Got it. <laughs> what? The library <laughs> gets hits. I don't yeah, have the, fines. The, it, it's
2: yeah. completely and utterly illegal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: just kidding. So, All yeah. right. Who's next? I guess
1: me. Uh, So I watched the new to Netflix series, The Warrior Nun. Uh, ten episode series, you know, based on I think based on graphic novels or comic series, is it not? Yep. And uh, yeah, no, it's pretty good. There's some good action. Some, the, the the special effects, you know, they're few You know, they're, they're sparse, but when they use them, they they use them to a good effect. Uh, it takes a it's a bit of a slow burn at start at the beginning, but uh, by the time the ten episodes are done, it finishes up with a bit of a you know. I can put a cliffhanger, and I'm like, oh, I want to see what happens after this. You know, we'll probably have to wait for a while to get a season two. If we get a season two, which I'm sure we will. But, uh, yeah, no, so season one of the Warrior Nun on Netflix uh, is worth giving a watch. If you're looking for something, uh, you know, a little sci fi with some action, then uh, you know, there's not a lot of action to it, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a good watch. Oh, cool.
2: Um so I'm going with 2 because I get to produce the show so it's my prerogative. <laughs> uh the first one is Deevolution, a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch massacre mm. by Max Brooks. I'm just over halfway through it and it's been it, it's a page turner. It's not a heavy read book but it's it's very interesting. Uh much like Max's previous effort with uh, World War Z. This is written in first-person accounts of uh, basically Mount Rainier, which is in uh, towards Seattle, like it's in Washington State, is a dormant volcano that uh, becomes non-dormant, and when it goes off, it kind of cuts off this uh, one little group of. It's like kind of like an Elon Musk's like invent inventor guys environmental like. Place of living, like he's—it's a group of houses, and they're all like co, they're all habitated by people, and it's like an eco-friendly system and smart and all that sort of stuff. And the uh, the volcano uh, moves, uh, as you could guess by the title, uh, the the potential of Sasquatches towards the area of man. And it's it's very it's very interesting because it's done in the first person style, but it's a much smaller story than World War Z was like, it's very concentrated on on like just this one group of people and what's going on and the characters. It's not a vast amount, but it's it's been really good. I've been enjoying it a lot. I'm not going to go further because Ryan hasn't read it yet, but he also bought.
1: Yes, I have a copy of it sitting (laughs) here right here beside me and I haven't I haven't had a chance to read it yet. So no spoilers.
2: Yeah, and that, and it's also like that. That's the blurb on the book, so pretty yeah. much that they got all that. Um, the other thing that I am going to just sort of give a nod to is uh, it's a YouTube show called Two Minutes to Late Night. It is a heavy metal talk show hosted by Guarcinio Hall, <laughs> and but what these guys have been doing since uh, with COVID. Is they're getting a lot of their musician friends, and none of them are huge names, but all of them are off the road and not touring, and they're recording like cover songs in their homes. They're putting them out on YouTube, and you can use the links from those to go to a Patreon that'll help get these musicians a couple bucks. So, like, it's every once in a while there's a, a recognizable name, but and. Most of them are just like lower level musicians who would be making a level like a living touring, and because touring's not a thing right now, they're not. But they're the uh, the covers have been. It's been an interesting bag. They they've done a a metal cover of Kate Bush's "Running Up That Hill," which was fantastic, and they've got done kind of like a death metal cover of uh, Steely Dan's "Reeling in the Years." <laughs> it might be worth checking out if you're into that kind of thing. So next week we have uh, another episode of Sailor Snacking Jen's Woo-hoo! show where she and Tracy and the guest of the of theirs uh, watch the 1990s Sailor Moon and eat a snack of some sort. Yay! So we there have more will be that
0: on this show. <laughs> Here.
2: There will be that. And then in two weeks from now, we will return with uh, a review of Netflix's The Old Guard, starring Charlize Theron as a seemingly immortal uh, warrior with a group of other immortal warriors. Very it's cool. based on a Greg Rucka comic books that I have read and loved, so I'm curious to see what they do with it. And uh, until then, uh, for Ryan, Jen, Kevin, and myself, uh, have a good one and stay safe.
0: See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at KirbyCracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. So set your phasers to sexy.